0: Welcome to the Nation's Blind Podcast, coming to you from the headquarters of the National Federation of the Blind in Baltimore. Hello, and welcome to bonus episode number four of the Nation's Blind Podcast. I am Melissa Riccobono, and thank you very much for joining us. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing you my last interview with Serena Harris. And again, she's a first grade teacher at Patterson Park Public Charter School. And in this interview, she and I discuss her thoughts about what it's been like for her to work with blind parents and the things that she does to make sure that all parents of the students she teaches have the resources that they need to be full participants in their child's education. I did this interview with Miss Harris in her classroom after school and although there is some background noise I don't think that it detracts from the interview but be aware that the interview does sound as if it's being recorded in a school and not in a recording studio because it was being recorded in a school and not in a recording studio. So as you are listening, you can imagine all the great things that happen in a school each day and enjoy that background noise along with this great interview. So please stay tuned and let's see what she has to say.
1: My name is Serena Harris. I teach first grade at Patterson Park Public Charter School. I've been with this school since it opened, so I'm one of the few original teachers. um, But I've been teaching in total for about 16 years now.
0: Part two of this interview really focuses on Working with parents who happen to be blind. And it's actually interesting because not only have you worked with us this year uh, with Oriana, but you also worked with us a few years ago when you had Austin as a second grader. So you have a lot of experience. (laughs) Um, So let's just start with the fact that obviously you as a teacher and any good teacher, which you are, uh, wants to communicate with families just regardless. And so obviously there are things that you do to communicate with all the parents in your class.
1: Um, so what tools do you use kind of regularly to communicate with all parents just in general? Well, I use ClassDojo, mm-hmm. um, which is the online app that sends class messages. Um, in the past, I've used another app that was called Remind, um, which sent messages, but you couldn't send um, pictures, mm. which, so, which is gotcha. why yeah. I... Preferred class dojo because I could share pictures and other things that were happening in class um, as opposed to just the text messages. I was I was very pleasantly
0: surprised. You know there are some apps that um, are great apps but Mm -hmm. not great for a blind person to use and so. When I got the note that said, oh, we're doing class dojo, I thought, oh, this could be excellent or this could be a nightmare. (laughs) Nightmare. (laughs) Which is it going to be? And I have to say that it, I think Mm. there was a little bump in the road as far as actually signing up. There was some button that wasn't labeled correctly or something, Mm -hmm. but once I was signed up and signed in, it's been wonderful, and actually uh, my son's teachers use it too, so it's been really nice to be able to get the messages, the pictures, the um, all those things mm-hmm. that, that Class Dojo provides, and it's been really nice, and it's, it's made me smile. Not only have teachers put pictures up there, but they've also put a little bit of a description as far as what the picture is of so it wasn't just you know Miss yes. mm-hmm. Harris posted a picture it was you know these are pictures of our art you know Walter's art field trip and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and and that just it makes me smile because it's like, oh, they're either they're thinking of me or they're just that good and they're just doing it because that's what they do that's for all cool. parents to kind of understand what the pictures are. I mean, cause I think that's, again, it's something that's really helpful for everybody right. to know
1: what's going on it's in quite, the picture mm-hmm.
0: or at least have an idea.
1: Um, I also use email a lot. Uh, it's just email is something that I can answer. It's 6 o'clock in the evening when I'm (laughs) sitting, you know, (laughs) at home in my PJs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So we have a a class website that I don't uh, keep up. It's one of the other first grade teachers, but we try to keep our um, just kind of curry events and like a copy of the homework and things of that nature Mm -hmm. on on the website. Um, What else? I give out my phone number to parents just, just any ways that um, can help parents uh, contact me at any time that they need to contact me
0: mm-hmm. and I mean, the first grade that. teams also use something called permission click this um, year yes. and that again um, mm-hmm. has been really helpful again some websites are wonderful and accessible and others are terrible and this is the first time as a blind mom that I've been able to go on and sign a permission slip, you know, read everything. Aside from times when I've had permission slips emailed home to me, which, mm-hmm. you know, I've also yeah. um, had happen. And, and the school's been great about having me sign those electronically instead of needing a, a actual handwritten signature all the time. Um, but, I mean, it was such a seamless process. So, and I think it helps you guys too, right? As far as less paper.
1: (laughs) I I, I, I love permission clip because as you said, less paper Mm -hmm. and, um, we give the same thing out to all parents. So we can have one document where all first grade students are together and we can kind of see, okay, how many kids are coming? We get total numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's an easy thing to do, you know, the day of the trip, just here, click, my child has permission to go. So right. I'm really excited about it.
0: And I assume that you can log in even on the trip and have like emergency contact information like exactly. there, mm-hmm. it's all yes. easily
1: accessible. Everything's I, easily accessible I, I, and we keep track of previous field trips. So all that information just sort of stays for the, until it's archived for the year. So sure. We have contact information, emergency phone numbers, allergies, all that information. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that was really fun to uh, see that, and I actually emailed the other
0: teacher who's kind of set up all the permission click stuff mm-hmm. and said, yeah, just. FYI, like, this is a really good... (laughs) Hopefully they don't change it, because, you know, sometimes that happens, too, where something's super accessible, and there's a new update, and... uh, Uh, Yes. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't work quite as well, but so far, knock on wood, um, so good. So it it was just really nice, and and again, something that's really helped everybody, um, but just happens to be accessible to parents that are blind, too. So have you got anything additional to make sure that Mark and I know what's going on in the classroom? Um...
1: Well, not too much in the classroom, but I've definitely tried to um, uh, to have the office send home things um, electronically. Um, I'm hoping that they keep up with that, but every time it's like progress reports or report cards or something like that, I send uh, Stephanie an email it's like, hey, can you email these out? Because... <laughs>
0: I appreciate so. that. <laughs> We're still working on that. We're still working on that. It's like, oh, uh, I was hoping
1: it was coming together. No. No, no.
0: But thank you. Thank <laughs> you for trying.
1: <laughs> I really appreciate that. But you've um, done you've done other things though. Um uh, spelling so words. Spelling words are have come sent home. home, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I try to it's just sort of email has been the easiest way to sort of contact parents mm-hmm. um, to keep them updated on things that are going on in the classroom, to send copies of homework home, to co- send copies of spelling words home. Um, so it, it's been a, a very useful tool, tool for me for just to keep lines of communication open. Absolutely. One
0: other thing that you've done that's been really helpful for me, you know, generally in your class you have the little log sheet that goes home and, you mm-hmm. um, you know, parents check off the activities that their children do and they write in you know what books their children read and so it's been really nice that you've been just completely open to, yeah, just email that Disney. to me and mm-hmm. and you know that's how I'll count it and that's how we did Austin's homework as well. So I mean again, sometimes it's not those um, sometimes they're very easy solutions mm-hmm. and I think that's sort of something to remember too, um, for parents and for teachers, you don't need to make it necessarily more complicated. complicated yes. <laughs> <You just laughs> make it easy. Make it easy. <laughs> if it's easy for the parent, it's probably easy for the teacher and, and vice versa. So do you have any advice for parents who are blind? Are there things that parents can do to help teachers communicate with them?
1: I would say definitely to let the teacher know the best way to contact if, um, email works, if phones, calls work, the best time and manner in which to kind of keep those lines of communication open, um, I think was probably one of the most important things, having a good contact.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Are there things that these parents that are blind can do to get more involved in other ways in the classroom? I mean, obviously, this school is pretty unique because... We need to have 20 hours uh, mm-hmm. per family each year of volunteering in the school. Um, but, you know, are there things that might help parents as far as kind of getting involved in the classroom, maybe visits they can make or uh, I don't know? Uh, well,
1: I always kind of encourage for, uh, I know, um, for, like, parents to come in and volunteer in their kids' classroom, mm-hmm. if it's, like, you know, sitting and reading with a group of students, having a group of students read with you. Um, I know one thing that I've been really excited that you were so um, wonderful and open about doing, both when Austin was in my class and now that Oriana's in my class, is really speaking to the kids about being blind mm-hmm. and the kind of tools that you use and i think it um not only sort of help establish a relationship between the teacher and the parent but also with the children and the person who is blind um i know kids have questions and they <laughs> and they're curious and it might be the first time that they've met someone who is blind or so being really open and honest that way that like this I'm blind and this is what that means and these are the kind of tools that I use um, it was definitely opening for me as a person who I didn't know anyone else who was blind mm-hmm. um, but then also it helped me then to be able to speak to the kids to speak with um, and, and, and made it things more comfortable. So I would definitely say that that's something to do, yeah. just to come, come in and talk with the class, yeah. give them a chance to get the kids, students a chance to know you.
0: Sure. Yeah, again, mm-hmm. I just open open lines of communication mm-hmm. all the way around. All, all the way around. <laughs> Very <laughs> helpful. I think there might be instances, though, that parents who are blind, and maybe, maybe parents who aren't blind too, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I've heard it um, from parents who are blind, and sometimes I hear things like, oh, you know, I really... Um, want this information, but I'm really worried about creating extra work for my child's teacher, or I'm worried about asking too much for teach from the teacher because you know the teacher has so many other students. Um, What What would you say about that? How would you respond to those kinds of concerns?
1: I don't think. I guess I don't think of anything as being extra work because it's again, it's establishing that relationship. That will help support the student, um, and I, I feel that any any materials that can be sent home to further explain something or give the parent a better understanding of how their child is doing in class, um, that's what teachers should do. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, and especially if it's something that. For me, I do these, I have progress reports and things for all of my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So it isn't extra work. And even if it is extra work, um, my first priority is always what's in the best interest of the child. Mm -hmm. And if the parent needs more resources or information to better support their child, then I'm just happy to do that. Can we clone you?
0: <laughs> um,
1: that's a very good attitude. Very, very good attitude to have.
0: Um, do you have any advice for other teachers who might be working with parents who are blind, aside from what you've already you know, given? Because I think a lot of this
1: is not just for parents, but also um, very applicable to teachers as well. I would say ask, mm-hmm. ask. I would ask the parent, "What can I do to better support you? What can I do to, you know, um, better help you support your child? Um, what kind of information uh, do you need from me, and what would be the best format to give you that information?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ask questions again. Open communication.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's. It's not bad to ask. He's I mean, dying. that's... How else are you going to know? know. <laughs> it's not disrespectful. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that might be a, kind of a barrier um, that other teachers are maybe possibly a little worried about or not intimidated by, but but just, you know, you want to be, especially in this day, I think there's, there's that worry about sort of being politically correct, correct. or not, mm-hmm. you know, do I, right. do I say something? Do I not? Do I... Okay call attention to this, do I not? Um but I think it's always better as long as you're asking in a respectful way. Yes, I think that's way. Always yes. better <laughs> yes, just yes. in general yes. than having it um and then I think it's it's up to the parent too. I mean I think that open line of communication is is very important and that parents should feel free to reach out um to the teachers. I mean I know it's it was a little bit easier, not easier, different, in some ways, having Oriana and Elizabeth, who are obviously both blind kids and who have needs and um, who I sort of need to talk to the teachers about in in a different way, maybe, just to make sure that all those moving parts are kind of being put into place. Um, But even with Austin, who's obviously my oldest... Um, it's very comfortable for me to reach out to teachers right away in the beginning of the year to just say, hey, here I am, you may know, maybe you don't, <laughs> but I'm blind, <laughs> you know, my husband's blind, um, please, whatever you can email, you know. So it's, it's comfortable for me to open those lines of communications. But I think sometimes that's not as comfortable
1: for other, for parents, other parents maybe. So, so I think mm-hmm. it's good for teachers kinda, that, Take, kind of to have that. To of. Made you think initiate the process yeah. of opening those line of communication, yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: and what would you say, um you know, there are some parents too, who will say things like, Oh, you know teachers' really good about emailing me stuff most of the time, but you know it's Thursday, and I still haven't gotten the spelling words, but you know should I email? Like, should I, should I bother them?
1: Definitely. <laughs> okay.
0: <bothered. laughs> That's what I would say. Definitely
1: <laughs> bother. You know, things, things happen and Absolutely. you set reminders for yourselves and you make lists and checks, but you, yeah, it, it, it happens. People forget or people overlook or you forget that. Well. This is the start of a new week, and I haven't done that because this is the start of a new New week. week. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, yes, definitely reminders, um, emails, just a note.
0: Yeah. and I mean, you can be polite about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be me, you know, and that's kind of how I always look at it. Like, I'm not, you know, I try to be as polite as I can and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, hey. When you have a chance, could you please? Could
1: you please?
0: Is there anything else regarding working with parents who happen to be blind that you'd like to share?
1: Um, I I think it's important to kind of sit and have the conversation of how is the child doing in class, how the child feels about coming to school. There's definitely children will tell their Parents think that they might have been scared to tell the teacher for whatever reason, not to say that the teacher was a mean, bad person, but just they feel more comfortable right. being um, open with their parents, um, and which again, it also goes back to the open lines of communication. Um, but I, I think it's maybe even more important that uh, the parents and teacher meet up to make sure that the child is getting all the support that they need in class, and that things aren't slipping through the cracks um simply because the parent is blind and maybe didn't you know can't see the notice that went home or mm-hmm. the you know homework folder or whatever mm-hmm. just sort of being aware of that um and I think it's coming upon the teacher to kind of make kind of reach out like, Hey, you know, these things went home, hopefully that you got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I do to you know, make this more accessible for you? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it goes the other way too, because sometimes kids will tell teachers things that they won't tell parents.
1: parents. Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's again, a really good reminder of kind of those, those open lines of communication that they're helpful, um, both ways. Well, thank you very much for sitting down and and, uh, spending your time. And uh, we really appreciate your perspective. Well, thank
1: you so much. I enjoyed this.
0: This concludes the series of four interviews that I was able to do with Elizabeth and Oriana's teachers this year. And I would like to thank them once again for sitting down with me and giving us such wonderful interviews and giving us so many strategies and tips and tricks. I really enjoyed it. And I know that we've been getting some very nice feedback from people. So it seems as though you who listen to the Nation's Blind podcast have also definitely enjoyed the things that they have to say. Thank you very much for the feedback. Please keep it coming. If you'd like to give us feedback, you can reach us at podcast at nfb.org. You can follow us on Facebook by searching for National Federation of the Blind. You can also follow us on Twitter at nfb underscore voice. And lastly, you can give us a call 410-659-9314 extension 2444. That's all the time that we have in this bonus episode. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much for downloading it and listening. As always, please check out our show notes. There are some great links to some of the resources that Miss Harris mentioned, such as Class Dojo and other things that we hope that you find of interest. We are going to be heading to the National Convention soon in Orlando, Florida. That convention is from July 10th through July 15th. And I am quite sure that we at the Nation's Blind Podcast will be doing some great recording and putting out some wonderful content surrounding the convention. So we really hope that you will. Stop by and say hello when we're recording at convention if you're there. And if you can't be at convention this year, we very much hope that you will listen to the podcast episodes that we are able to bring you from the convention or after the convention is over. And we hope that you'll be able to join us next year. Thank you again for tuning in to the Nation's Blind Podcast. And remember, you can live the life you want. Thank you for listening to the Nation's Blind Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, Send an email to podcast at nfb.org or leave us a voicemail at 410-659-9314, extension 2444. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at NFB underscore voice. Check out the Nation's Blind Channel on YouTube and visit us on the web at nfb.org. Until next time, remember, you can live the life you want. Blindness is not what holds you back.